Hello fellow sojourners, I'm your host Dave Layton and welcome to Travel with a Purpose, a podcast designed to keep sojourners and friends informed, entertained, and inspired. In today's episode, we'll be visiting with Forrest and Dolores Buxton. Hello, Forrest and Dolores. Hello, Dave. Good to have you guys with us. Thank you. All right. Well, I first met you guys at Camp B during workshop uh, when Lynn and I first began as Sojourners back in uh, 2016, I think it was. And uh, we've enjoyed our friendship with you guys over the years, and I sincerely mean that. Uh, I know... uh, Lynn always looks forward, Dolores, to working with her stamps with you, and and Forrest and I have battled in the trenches as as co-directors. So anyway, but uh, you know, beyond our shared dedication to the Sojourner mission, we do have a lot of commonalities, and so it's it's a joy having you guys as just a step above friends. You know. All right. Well, I have some questions. So, uh, uh, part of what I want to do with uh, this podcast, uh, Travel with a Purpose, is so that our other, our fellow sojourners get to know each other better. And so I like to have folks on, uh, talk about themselves a little bit and what they do. And, and so that's, that's what I want to do. And so I have some questions that will help our sojourner population get to know us better. Uh, many sojourners, of course, know you guys, uh, having been on sojourns with you, enjoyed periods of our fellowship, uh, not not just on a sojourn, but uh, at, at workshop and other kind of activities that we find ourselves involved in. So let's get started. I'd like you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves, uh, both of you. So tell us about yourselves. Well, Forrest, where did you grow up? I grew up on a farm in north central Oklahoma. We farmed, we did raise sheep also, and some hogs. Dolores, how'd you meet this rascal? (laughs) We met at the Bible chair in Edmond, Oklahoma. Okay. Our first date was on Valentine's Day. Oh, boy. Two years ago. No pressure. No pressure. How many years? (laughs) 52. 52. Okay, wonderful. Lynn and I are coming up on 49 years. I love to celebrate long-term marriages. That That is just wonderful. I had a, a conversation yesterday with, uh, when I was working at the cancer center, and uh, one of my favorite patients, sweet, sweet little lady, her name is Mary, and I, she just brightens your day, you know. She's in there getting cancer treatment, and you walk away smiling, you know, that kind of person. But she and I were talking about it's wonderful to have long-term marriages yes. and how important they are. Anyway, she's she's a sweet, sweet lady. Okay. Are, so are both are both of you from Edmond, Oklahoma? That's just where we live right now. Oh, okay. Flores grew up, to, well, she calls Woodward, Oklahoma, her home. So we know where you grew up, and we knew you started dating on Valentine's, and you've been married 52 years. What else can we tell our listeners about yourselves? I know you got grandkids. We have three children and five grandchildren, and they're all wonderful. We're very, very proud of them. Somebody said that's why we call them grand. 
children. That's right. <laughs> We're getting ready. Uh, somebody else there. said it'd be great if we could just step right over the children and go straight into grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. I think that saying goes back a long ways in history. Yeah, yeah. Somebody sent me a mem about it, uh, said something about uh, why do we love our grandchildren so much, and it's because we see in them the qualities. We're reminded again of the wonderful qualities of our children. And, uh, okay. <laughs> I think it's just because they're great playmates. All we right. see a new. We see the freshness of the world in their eyes, Absolutely. and that brings brightness to us. Yeah. Uh, let me let me go into some other questions. Uh, <laughs> so, Edmond, Oklahoma, is where you live now when you're not on the road. That's correct. North side okay. of northwest corner of Oklahoma City. Well, you know, I used to live there in Henrietta for a short time, so I'm kind of familiar with the surrounding areas there we we uh we enjoyed living there it was an interesting state to live in it was different than what we had here in alabama and in texas well how long have you guys been sojourners almost exactly 10 years now i think our approval came through in april of 2014 well why did you want to become sojourners we were pressured <laughs> <laughs> internally or externally <laughs> yes <laughs> the idea of being able to serve in that capacity is was just a an idea that captured our minds our hearts uh, we had heard about sojourners back in the early and mid 90s we were going to soul quest your christian college to be counselors for that week and when we would arrive there were these rvs parked there on campus by Saturday and definitely by Sunday, those RVs were gone. We found out that those were sojourners. And the campus looked beautiful. Fresh paint, fresh flowers. So that was our introduction. But it took about, oh, it's almost eight, ten years later, we were in Wichita, Kansas, and this couple, Opal and Mervyn Sear, said, you need to be sojourners. Yeah, well, it wasn't quite the time. Yeah. Well, it was another 10 years. And Hazel Gentry, we were going to church with her. And Hazel Gentry twisted my arm and definitely my heart when she spoke of the desire that she and her husband had to be sojourners. But he passed away before they could do that. And so she strongly recommended that we not wait and become sojourners. So yep. we did, even though I had not retired yet. You, you guys decided uh, you wanted to become sojourners. Let me, let me explore that just a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Dolores, how did the conversation go with Forrest about becoming a sojourner? No, we had talked about it for years, but just didn't know if we would financially be able to do it. Uh huh. And it's like so many things. The Lord opened the right doors and made it possible. Yeah. And there wasn't much decision once we knew we could do it financially. Okay. Uh, it's been such a blessing. Yeah. Man. Well, we we uh, went into it a little bit. I would say incrementally. I I was getting to a point uh, in in my career where yes, 
um, I I had a date where I could retire, and uh, I thought I would. And and we had known about sojourning uh, from Paul and Peggy Scott way back in in the uh, early '80s, and and so uh, that was kind of in the back of our mind a little bit. But uh, as, as I was getting ready to retire, we had an opportunity to work with the Elmore Church of Christ, which is in a, the next county over, and um, uh, we talked about us going up to Pennsylvania to help start a congregation. And, and so uh, we had an RV, uh, a, a bumper pool at the time. And so we went up there and, and worked through the summer starting, uh, helping start that congregation. Well, then Lynn's sister, Larry and Kay Little uh, and brother-in-law, they, they had become sojourners. So we started moving in that direction. So while we were during that summer, we decided to go ahead and put our documentation in our application and, uh, we became sojourners. Lynn was more hesitant about it than I was. That was a different thing than she had envisioned we would be doing or not her skill set. But uh, I, I got to say, she blossomed in the role. She really, really has. Uh, she's done very well. In fact, the very day, the first day we arrived uh, in Pennsylvania and got our camper set up, uh, there was a, a young boy about nine years old that uh, his parents owned the, the RV park where we were going to stay. And uh, I looked there and Lynn was sharing a Bible story with that young man, you know, that, ver that very first day. So she jumped right in there. Okay. Well, so, so Edmund's your home and you've been sojourners for 10 years now. And, and you, you've told us how you heard about sojourners. I like to ask people that because it's important, as you know, uh, Forrest as our former co-director for publicity and education uh, we got to tell people about sojourning we, we it's got to be part of our conversation not just when we're on a sojourn but looking amongst our friends and our neighbors and trying to encourage them to become sojourners any thoughts on that well i definitely agree and and a great opportunity because they get a chance to see you and see your excitement uh the things that you're able to do the people you meet the, the joy that you feel is uh, it's contagious. Yeah. And that's the greatest promoting tool that we've got, this recruiting tool. That's right. That's right. Word of mouth, conversation with people, seeing you. Absolutely. I'll have people say, oh, I wish I could be a sojourner. Well, if you really wanted to, here's what you got to do, you know. And it, it's not like we make such a hard commitment on people requirement. Well, I'd like to know a little bit more about your life before you became Sojourners and how that has helped you in your Sojourner mission. I think anytime you're a member of the church, you get to know people and it just flows. Christ flows in your conversations. And I just think teaching Sunday school class meeting people, greeting people, it all works well hand-in-hand hand with Sojourning because that's what you do if you meet a lot of new people. I agree with that. That's, that has been one of the most exciting parts of our Sojourns is the people that we meet. Uh, you know, growing up on the farm, I learned a lot of basic skills that we use, especially in our work areas background with the oil field you met people that some you really didn't appreciate you met them anyway yeah. 
and uh, the military background, as you well know, weren't necessarily the cream of the crop. Uh, you learned how to deal with them, and and all of that goes into being a more effective sojourner. Yeah, you you develop some um, good interpersonal skills. Uh, you learn how to deal with adversity in in some people. Um, challenges, yeah. You know, I I describe sojourning as domestic missionary. You know, that's what we're doing. We're carrying the gospel out there uh, here in the United States primarily. So, it's it if people wanted to think about it that way, it might help them in it. And and you know, you talked about you mentioned uh, in your background that you you picked up some skills both in in you know the craft skills but also in human skills and we don't we don't have to have a high level of skill in any one or areas whatever uh, we can learn as sojourners we learn from each other uh, and, and of course again in your role as a co-director with instructionals where we teach the workshops but also just Together on a sojourn, we, we pick up a lot of skills from each other. And even if you don't have that skill, you can help somebody who does have that skill. So well, That's very true. And the great thing, too, is not only do we learn maybe new skills, we fine-tune the skills that we have. Yes. Encouragement that we receive from working with fellow sojourners. There's not a lot to be said for the encouragement and the add-on that we get what we already have uh, it, it's a joy to see each other be with each other well let me ask you a, a related question what is your favorite thing about sojourning when we all get together or whatever <laughs> i know what mine is <laughs> <laughs> i want to hear what yours is and then i'll tell mine's, you what mine mine's is. when we eat together <laughs> 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 I love getting together and playing cards uh -huh. and just visiting and just being together. Then puzzles, uh, sojourners are just the cream of the crop. And you can always find somebody that you can relate to something with them. Some, sometimes I feel a little more curdled than cream. But. <laughs> Sometimes you are, Dave. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, That's a man. true friend. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the eating together, the fellowship, the, the bantering back and forth. And, yeah. and uh, uh, Dolores, I don't know if you, if for shared with you, but sometimes we get to chewing on each other a little bit in our co-director meetings. But most of the time in a good humorous way or whatever, we... We don't we don't hold back picking on each other, but we enjoy each other's company. We really do. Um, well, and that that goes back to the thing that I think of the most as a sojourner is the people. Yeah, not just the sojourners, but the people we meet uh, as we're traveling, the people we meet uh, in the congregations or wherever we're going. The people is what makes sojourning so delightful to me. Yeah. Yeah, the fellowship we share is is beyond just passing each other in the congregation and saying, hi, how are you? Because we're working together and we're focused on a common purpose. And, and of course, that's another aspect of fellowship, of, of not just fellowship, but I mean of, of sojourning that we like is uh, we're working together on something. 
of course, sharing the gospel is our primary mission. And, and so we're together on that. And if I have a weakness in an area or untrained, uh, that sort of thing, or I'm just not quite sure how to do something, uh, there's somebody there with skills and knowledge. It's just such a joy to work with each other. There's a lot of mentoring that goes on, interestingly. We may not realize it, but a lot of mentoring goes on. Well, I think that may be some of the, well, for some of the folks, that is definitively the talent they have. And the greater service, my, my feeling is, that's the greater service they render. It's their ability to encourage, to mentor, to bring out those talents that others have to enhance the talents that they have, to give them the confidence to carry on, the, the Barnabas, Barnabas effect, you might say. That, that was a huge role that Barnabas played, so absolutely. <clears throat> and and we're, we're told to do that, to teach each other, to encourage each other, and, and, and it's just a big part of it, and so it, it, it really draws us together. Uh, as you were talking about that, uh, I had in mind the image uh, th this past summer when, uh, during workshop, rather, in the fall, excuse me, when you guys were over there working on the new tool shed at Camp B. Uh, there were about a, maybe a half a dozen guys working on it, and ladies, by the way. Two of the ladies were in there. That was great. Uh, yes. And then about 20 guys standing around making sure it was done right. We all need supervision. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, that was fun because um, I, I know uh, Lanita was in there and uh, one of the other ladies were in there and they were, I could tell, uh, I think it was Lanita, she, it was the first time she'd used a nail gun. Yes. And, and of course, that puff of air that comes back at you kind of startled her a little bit, but pretty soon she was in there going at it with that nail gun. It's fun to watch yeah. that. That's one of the great things, too, as sojourners, being able to watch people grow, see them develop. It's exciting. And especially yeah. as, you know, I think it's probably true because of our age, our experience, and we realize we're not going to be here forever. But when we see new people develop new talents, new skills, that's encouraging. We play together a lot, even though we're working and, and uh, <laughs> on something, uh, we, we find a way to make it joyful, and, and that's a lot of fun. We're trying to get people to know us and, and um, want to become a part of Sojourning. And uh, if, if, if somebody that's listening to this doesn't know what Sojourning is, uh, it's a mission of the Burleson Church of Christ specifically. We're under the Burleson Elders. But um, we're retirees that travel around in our RVs, and we help uh, organiz not organize entities like uh, uh, congregations and children's uh, camp, Bible camps, uh, 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 Bible colleges, things like that. And we do physical work and spiritual work where we teach the gospel and help others learn to teach the gospel. Uh, we hold classes and seminars to help build skills in people. So it's a lot of a lot of enjoyment, and there's just such a need for so many people to come be a part of it. And I'm going somewhere with this. Um, our tagline is travel with a purpose. And it's interesting. I, I wish I could remember the statistics. I'm going to have to look it up. That talk about one of the primary things that people do when they retire is travel uh, throughout the United States. And so we say, hey, travel with a purpose. I want to know what you guys think about when you hear that tagline, travel with a purpose. 
We've given it quite a bit of thought and don't have a definitive, short, brief, concise answer. Uh, I mean, I have, have a joyful feeling okay. because we all want a reason to exist. And for us to have a purpose, which we do, in one of the scriptures I love so much, I believe it's Ephesians 4.16 about all the parts contributing. I love yeah. that about sojourning because I see it so true wherever we go. Dolores, you got some thoughts on that? Well, I'm a wanderer and I love to travel. Okay. And we have seen places we would never have seen before or that we hadn't seen before and might not have ever seen. And it's good just to not only are you traveling, you're accomplishing something. And that's, we like that. Yeah. Well, and that accomplishing something is going to be, um, again, encouraging people, helping people, teaching the gospel, <clears throat> all of that. So um, it's giving a sense of reason. It, it, it does fill our life with joy because we're, we know we're doing the best we can to fulfill our mission of of uh being disciples for our lord and taking the gospel out there but yeah it's something it's adding purpose to our life continued purpose a lot of people when they retire uh kind of start a little bit of a downward spiral because they've lost their purpose in their work or whatever it was that they used to be a part of um i don't know about you but uh i i have to fight for time because there's so many things going on and and uh, that's that that keeps us going okay one one thing about the sojourners is we have a group of people that are working outside of themselves uh -huh. that's you know we could travel we've got the ability to and the capability but just to travel for our personal benefit it doesn't have near the value of traveling for a purpose but there is a benefit to us personally, as we've talked about. Yes. When, when we reach out of ourselves and bring hope to others, um, that, that reinforces, that gives, as you said, the joy, uh, the, the sense of purpose. I just, yeah, we could go on for hours about that. It's just a, a, a fascinating way of life. You know, folks at church will um, come up to us, and they're chatting with Lynn and I, and they'll go, well, when are you leaving again? Or where are you going the next time? Or, <laughs> I said, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna hang around for a few weeks." Well, what's and your next what's your next sojourn? I'm sorry, Dolores. Go ahead, please. One thing that I will say is some of the places we go have small congregations, few people, and for them, it is such an encouragement. The yes. other Christians working, and we've taken time from our schedules to come and help them. They really appreciate it, and that's that's very self-satisfying to be able to encourage other Christians. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we're going to be going to a small congregation on one of our upcoming sojourns, and they are in an area where there's very little economic development, um, that sort of thing. So you you realistically know that they're not going to have a large amount of growth, and so. 
as we're part of that, yes, we're, we're trying to uh, help them with an evangelistic effort. But as you said, Dolores, a big part of it is just encouraging them. And we draw encouragement as well. One of the great things, too, about sojourning as you travel about, it brings home that the church is not just the local congregation where we have parked for how many years. Thank you. And I love that idea that the church is much bigger than we typically think of. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere we go, we have brothers and sisters. Isn't that wonderful? Absolutely. Oh, we, we love that. The folks that we go out to, like the little congregation, this little congregation we're going to go to has about 45 members. They are in the trenches. I mean, we have over 400 in our congregation. And so there's a lot of activities and things going on and people encouraging you, all of that. But when you're out there with a small congregation and you're responsible for so much, and sometimes it can be discouraging, and, and so that's a part of our mission as well. But I draw encouragement from them because they're fighting the good fight. Well, one of the things that we've talked about was a question has been asked, you know, what's your favorite sojourn? And we can't come up with one, so whether it is you know, we loved our time with Doug and Andrea and at Angola, uh, Indian Christian, yeah, Indian camp. Um, we loved the time we took on a promotional to Tacoma, Washington, and especially the hospitality of Don and Robin. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you just meet so many wonderful people because you are brothers and sisters in Christ, whether they're sojourners or just the people you meet in a promotional or a, yeah. an instructional. That, how do you use words to describe the wonderful feeling that you get from doing those type of things? Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you earlier, uh, when, where are you going next for a sojourn? In about uh, eight days, we'll be headed to John Springs for a, a week-long sojourn there. And we get to come home for a few weeks before we go to Tallgrass in Kansas. Okay. Okay, we're and there's a couple more in the wings. Yeah. Uh, this Friday, we head to the North Alabama Christian Children's Home for two weeks. Uh, looking forward to that. And then uh, we'll be home a few weeks, and then we're headed to Jay, Florida. And uh, so we're looking forward to both of those. We'll be with Bob and Deanie Disaker in Jay, Florida. Yes. yes. That's always fun. Oh, you know it is. <laughs> Always We've fun. had the opportunity to work with them before on a sojourn. And well, let me wrap up. I've enjoyed our visit with Forrest and Dolores Buxton, uh, two of our sojourners that we've known since we've been sojourners and have served together as co-directors. But that wraps up our visit with them and, and uh, this wonderful sojourner couple that has come to mean a lot to uh, not just us, Lynn and I, but uh, so many other people. We appreciate you very much. Well, friends, if you are interested in being a guest on our podcast or you know someone we should have as a guest, uh, please email me at sojournersevangelize at gmail.com. Also, please follow our podcast to keep updated when new episodes are published. Well, I'm your host, Dave Layton, and remember, we glorify God as together we travel with a purpose.